Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everyone. It's almost 1 a.m. I'm very, very happy to be here and glad that the Flyers at least won for us if we were going to be up this late. So uh, a 4-1 win over Vancouver, that was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if I have a lot of words about what the hell this team actually is right now. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the hell is happening. But wins feel good. Wins are cool. Wins are good and fun. And this one was a a lot of fun. Oh, Eric, Missy did not stay up until the end. I was actually laughing as I turned on the live record button because she is snoring away on the floor very loudly. I'm sure you'll hear her soon. Um. So I've got like three points that I want to hit on about this game and then um, and then I'll open it up and we'll talk about whatever you guys feel like talking about until we all fall asleep. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the emergence, the re-emergence of Michael Roffel and how much I love that he's starting to score because for the first 20 games of the season, he had been doing all of the correct things, everything right. He had the honeybees line buzzing. Um, it, it just, everything that could go wrong in his game in terms of luck was going wrong. And it's just completely flip the switch and and now he's starting to see the results of, of all of his hard work and I think that that's awesome I love Michael Raffle a lot Raffle is our baby Brian is saying yeah um, so it makes me happy and I like that I'm watching the, the replay of actually his goal right now um, actually I lied that was Giroux's goal because we have so many now we're scoring goals and this is cool and fun um, that's going to be the next point that I want to hit on the offense is clicking, and I, I don't know about you guys. I was very, very worried, very worried for a long stretch of time. I'd say around 10 games, maybe like 15 games. I was very, very worried. And all of a sudden, you break up that top line where everyone was producing, and that's where all of our offense was coming from, and now you're seeing – secondary scoring. This is a thing. Secondary scoring with the Philadelphia Flyers. So we've been lacking for a very long time. It now exists. That's cool. Uh, again, probably a result of the three that were on the top line before, but that's okay because we spread them out a little bit. So we're going to get goals from other lines than just the Couturier line. I really liked the idea of keeping Giroux and Couturier together. Um, oh, I'm seeing questions that I already want to address. Um, so first Daryl is saying, I couldn't watch the game tonight. I just got home. How'd the boys look? 
not bad, which I think is is the best that we can ask for these days. They look not bad. They got a lot of really lucky penalties. They drew a lot of penalties early in the game, which put them ahead. So they went on the power play and they scored a handful of power play goals. Um, Chris is asking, what will it take for Konechny's sad face? God, I don't know what Travis Konechny did to get into Dave Hackstall's doghouse, but it must have been something egregious, like he pissed in his cereal or something. Like there, there must have been something that Travis Konechny did because he thought it was hilarious that Dave Hackstall was just like, no, dude, I'm just not going to play you. Um, let me pull up the ice time. I actually have it up in another tab here. So Travis Konechny was kind of... Mm, towards the bottom, but rough middle of the pack. He played 11 minutes and four seconds tonight, which isn't, it's at least double digits. So it's better than some of the other guys. I I don't, for Travis Konechny, I think what we're going to need from him is to get a better team and a better coach. I don't, I don't know. I I don't, I don't, I don't know why this is happening with Konechny. I don't know. Um, Ian, 6 a.m. bed in England. That's pretty cool. I I hope you're waking up or maybe you're going, I don't, I don't know. Um, what would it take for you, Bill and Kelly to change your mind about Hackstall going very deep in the playoffs? Question mark. Um, for me, I, I don't know whether there's anything Hackstall could do to change my mind. I'm pretty well set that he's in over his head and doesn't know what he's doing. I think that if there was a, a, a deep run into the playoffs, I would probably attribute that to luck and and skill and probably the players not listening to what he's doing. I, I think that I'm, I'm pretty well set on, on Hackstall and him not being the guy of the future. I don't think that there's anything that could happen in terms of what he does that would make me say, oh, yeah, this is this is Dave, and, and he's good now. Um, Zach is saying Elliot has been a beast. Yes, and that was the third point that I wanted to hit on. So we, we got there, guys. We got there, and we're only six minutes in. Elliot has been a beast. Brian Elliot, I, I've been, I, I'm still terrified by the way that he plays the game, but he has been so good not only in in November and trying to keep the Flyers in these games that they were determined to lose, but it, it's continuing through December as well. Really strong play. Michael Neuvert has only played eight games this season, and he got pulled from at least one of them. So, we, like, this is this is Brian Elliott's net, and he is he's owning it, and it's awesome to see. Um, Brian... Knight is saying Brian Elliott is better than Steve Mason. He's definitely playing better than Steve Mason right now, for sure. Um, Jack is saying NHL season is so long, people put way too much stock into slumps before the calendar year ends. Maybe. Um, But I think that these same people, which is everyone, would put the same amount of stock into streaks, like winning streaks, like last year, the 10-year winning streak. There was a lot pumped into that. I, I think that it goes in both directions. Uh, you know, it, it matters whether you're banking the points or letting another team bank the points. They matter. Every game matters 
whether it's the beginning of the season or the end of the season, if you're not making the playoffs, you've got to look back at your record and say, where did shit go wrong? Um, Dave is saying first three-game winning streak since January 22nd to 26th. That's cool. Uh, first Western Canada road trip sweep since 96. There we go. Um, Jason is trying to explain to me that Travis Konechny isn't great defensively, so he sits and we have the lead. No, no. I mean, yes, Travis Konechny is not great defensively, but he sits in the third, whether we're winning or losing. It doesn't matter. Dave Haxtell staples his ass to the bench in the third period, regardless of the circumstances. Same with Nolan Patrick, who tonight, I believe, hold on, I just had this up. Nolan Patrick played 10 minutes and 10 seconds tonight. Uh, Dale Weiss had the least amount of ice time, which is good. This is a good thing that Haxtell is doing at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. So he had the least, followed by Nolan Patrick, and then I should just sort this by ice time if I'm doing that. Travis Konechny, Taylor Lear, Scott Lawton, Jordan Wheel. And Michael Roffle is next on that list, 14 minutes, and, and is playing like his ass is on fire. So this is, you know, excellent usage here. Um, actually, I want to go back and look at the defensemen. Um, Travis Sandheim with 14 minutes, 18 seconds. Mark Alt with 16 minutes, 19 seconds. Robert Haig, 17 minutes, 1 second. Shane Gosses Bears at 18.31. Andrew McDonald, 20.54. Ivan Provorov, 24 minutes and 10 seconds. Ivan Provorov is a tank. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Rick, seems like whenever they get on a little roll, there's always a long time off before the next game and they struggle out of the gate. Sometimes, you know, they, they had just, they won two in a row and then played this one third night three out of four nights. So uh, sometimes I think that that's more, that, that might be confirmation bias, but the schedule sucks and it's been a weird one this season. So maybe, um, Chris, I saw him at practice. TK is very, very small. Maybe uh, he's definitely not smaller than Jordan wheel. Uh, Daryl was it the same lineup as last night. Yes. Um, Chris Hextall peaked in his first year. Yes. And Tom, you're right. I did not give Brian Elliott his, his nickname. Badass motherfucker Brian Elliott. You're right. Um, Steve, rule that draftees can't go to the AHL needs to go. That is absolutely, I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. Uh, would love to have seen Connect Me Patrick come up slowly. Two dominant juniors, not quite where they need to be for the NHL. I completely agree. I I I don't know if I would have put. I probably would have put Connect Me there last year. I don't remember. I don't remember how I was feeling last off season. Uh, but I probably would have preferred Patrick just to to get up to game speed down in the AHL. Um, from Sean Casey. And, and I actually really love this comment. Um, is it too early to say that Sean Couturier is an elite player? No, he's he's messing with me because I went on a whole thing last year on the podcast about how Sean Couturier is 
a very, very skilled player, but I lost my shit when I said that he was, when people were trying to tell me that he was elite. And I said, no, you know, to be an elite forward, you have to have a complete skill set. And he, he is very specialized. So yes, you can say that Sean Couturier is an elite defensive forward, but then you also have to give some kind of flexibility into saying there are elite power play forwards. And, and then that just gets too segmented. But I would like to say, uh, as of this day and whatever December day it is, I don't actually know because I've been up for a very long time. The year 2017, I would consider Sean Couturier an elite player. I, I think that he is he's rounded out in a way that I wasn't expecting. The offense is there, and, and he's he's picked it up, and he is a 1C, and, and the defense has not stopped it is not slowed down so there you go you've got it it's here on the facebook live i say yes um so dane dane walter saying thing with hack is his win-loss ratio as a coach he has 91 wins and i believe 73 losses so something must be working i believe those numbers are flip-flopped i don't have it in front of me um, I could, I'm just going to look this up on my phone real quick because I, I, I know that we talked about this on the show this week. Oh, let's see. Let's see if I can find this real quick. And my phone has shit the bed. Sorry guys. Um, coaching record. Let's see. Uh, oh, it's, so it is. It's 90, 90 wins, 91 losses. So he's 90, 71, 31, which is still, it, it's around, it's around 500. I, I don't, I don't think that this is, this is working. I don't think that this is good. I don't think this is the type of, of hockey team that we expect and that Hackstall wants to be coaching. And I don't think that this is acceptable for Ron Hextall, even though it's been three seasons, even though it's been a, a weird few seasons in terms of talent with, uh, you know, getting rid of old and bad contracts and bringing in the rookies. I don't think that, I don't think it's good enough. Um, Brian wants to know what, what if Hack stays on as coach after the season? I don't think that that's a, thing that's going to happen. I don't think ownership is going to allow for that to happen. I think that we're probably looking at, um, we're probably looking at the end here. Uh, so Ashley, you know, who else wasn't great defensively Simmons? He turned it around. TK can turn it around too. I, I, I completely believe in Travis Konechny. I don't think that this is the coach that's going to teach him anything. Um, Eric, Patrick is gifted, but I think he really needs to become a stronger skater. He's not fast, and he never was. It's not a strength of his. Um, he does have powerful strides, but they're not quick. So, yes. Um, is, from Brian, is Nolan Patrick's development getting harmed by hack? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to hurt him long term. I don't think it's helping him, but I don't think it's going to hurt him long term. I think that, um, 
any ice time in the NHL is good. I think he's still kind of getting his game legs underneath him. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm really not worried about him. It's been – I think he's just hit 20 games in the league. I, I'm really not worried. He just – there are things that he needs to work on. It's, it's He's a rookie, and he, he hadn't played in a long time and hadn't been playing healthy in an even longer time. Um. And that's the the point that David is now making. Konechny, Lear, Patrick Provorov, Lawton, Haig, Sandheim haven't even played 100 games yet. No one knows how good, bad they'll be. In terms of Provorov, I think we kind of know. He's 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 a tank. Uh, but the others, I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, Sean liked the idea of... of TK possibly becoming a Briere-like player, that'd be really cool. Danny was not great defensively, but he was small and he scored clutch goals, so that would be awesome. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Tom, 99% of Raffles' time is five on five. Yes, I know that. From Chris, Konechny will be scoring 70 points a year as soon as the Flyers trade him for a third-round pick in 2020. Yikes. Um, Let's see. I honestly think, this is from Jack, I honestly think that as some of the younger guys get acclimated, particularly on defense, we'll see some more consistency until then we'll be an inconsistent team. Maybe. I, I don't think you're wrong. It is a young team, but consistency in terms of what I mean, you've got the, I don't know if you can hear Missy snoring right now, but it's, it's loud. <laughs> um, miss. Um, what was I say? Oh, consistency. Sorry. Consistency. I mean, you've got the coach changing up the lines every five minutes or so. I, I don't know. Um, Ken is saying Nolan Patrick can't go to the AHL. I know that's what we were talking about. The Flyers had nine games before having to send him back to junior keeper in the NHL. No, that's not true. They had nine games or they burn a year on his first year ELC. You at during After the ninth game, if you keep him for a tenth, it burns the first year on his entry-level contract. You can send him back to juniors at any time. It just burns the first year on the contract. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I, for one, am shocked that the Flyers are winning games without godsend defenseman Brett and Manning playing. Let's let's talk about these injuries that came out of nowhere. I'm sure Bill talked about them yesterday, but like, what? Brendan Manning is out w- with a hand injury, and Michael Neuvert, who hasn't played, is out with something else. Like, where did these even come from? So now you've got Alex Lyon backing up badass motherfucker Brian Elliott and Mark Alt is back and TJ Brennan is up. Like where did, where did this come from? I forgot that Mark Alt was still hanging around the locker room. It's good news that today was the last game that we have to play without Gudis due to 
this particular suspension. So things should start to normalize soon-ish. But like, what the hell? That's just, it, it just came out of nowhere. Um, let's see. We're talking Nolan. Okay, Nolan, Nolan. Oh, God. Joe is is quoting Bill. Best stability is availability. Um, yeah, all right. So Dane says, hopefully TJ gets one game in before being sent back. Not every day you make the pros and play for the team you love. Now... I'm definitely sentimental. I under I understand the sentiment, and this is essentially a lost season. So that would be a really, really nice thing to do for the guy. Like it would be really cool to be able to do that. I don't know whether they're going to because it seems like seems like Ron Hextall and Dave Hextall still think that this is a playoff team. So I don't know whether they're going to want to do that. I think that it would be awesome. I also think it'd be really cool to have Eric Samborski strap on the pads and, and backstop for Brian Elliott one night just because it's cool and it doesn't really matter in the long run. It's a nice thing to do for someone. Um, let's, oh, the goalie interference from Tom. Surprised no one so far has mentioned the consistent host job on goalie interference calls and no calls. I don't even know what goalie interference is these days. So there was one, oh, God, was it Toronto? I think it was Toronto where a goal was waved off because the stick of the opposing player kind of touched the stick of the goalie. And it was like a minute, like a full 60 seconds before the, the puck was even shot. And that was called goalie interference. Tonight you see, and I can't remember who it was, but the stick was physically on Brian Elliott and, and kind of holding him back. And, and it was a good goal. So I have no, I have no idea what is goalie interference. What isn't, what's a catch? What isn't a catch? I have no idea. Uh, from David, I guess we can take Wayne's face off the milk carton. Now he's been found. Yes, that is good. Uh, Ken is saying Nolan Patrick cannot be sent back to juniors. Yes, he can. He can get sent back to juniors. He can. Yes. Um, Daryl is saying yes, he can. Ken is continuing to say no, he can't. Yes, he can go back to juniors. They can do whatever they want. They can go. They can send him back. Um, Barry is going to keep, keep the conversation on the game, which I'm very thankful for. Things are looking up, but they've beaten three mediocre teams that took lots of penalties. I want to see them win three and a half games on this five game homestand before I see them as a bubble team again. Need to beat Buffalo. It's almost one thirty. Sorry. <laughs> Buffalo and Detroit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's what it comes down to. They're just, they're still not a very good team. They got hit with some bad luck, and I think that they've been getting some good luck recently. But, I mean, they're still not a great team. If they beat Buffalo, great. 
the only two teams that they're better than in in the rankings, and I, I don't have them up in front of me, so I don't know what they look like today, but the ones that they were earlier this week were Arizona and Buffalo. Buffalo is definitely not a good team. If they can't beat Buffalo, that's just as bad as not being able to beat Arizona earlier in the season. So it, it doesn't say much. Detroit, also not a great team, but probably better than the Flyers right now. But you could all you could easily say that about the last few teams that they've beaten this week. Um, Vince is, is yelling. Vince is yelling at a lot of people to calm down, which I think is counterintuitive. Um, how many years did it take Coots to get to where he is? Calm down on the Konechny and Patrick bullshit. It's Konechny's second year. It's Patrick's rookie season. Calm down. So Couturier turned 25 today. Well, technically yesterday. So it took him you know, a solid seven years. I, well, did he let's, – let's say five. And just, I, I know that it's more than that, but – for the sake of, I don't feel like doing math. Uh, let's just say that um, it took him a while. So yes, it is. It's Konechny's second year. He'll be fine. I'm, I'm really not worried about these guys, and I'm really I agree with the sentiment. People do need to calm down. Like let's let's expect rookie mistakes out of rookies. That's why it's a thing. Um. Antoine, do we even put Gudis back in right away while we're winning? Yes. Yes. I want Gudis in over Mark Alt. Absolutely. Um, in terms of ice time, let's get Provorov down from 24-plus minutes a night. Yes, we put Gudis back in. From Max, so 10 straight losses, we fire hack. 10 straight wins, he gets promoted. No, I'm still on the fire hack train. Um, from Michael, 22 alums in North Dakota, NHL, pretty sure Hackstall knows how to develop hockey players. I disagree. Not with the number. I'm sure the number's correct, but I don't think that that speaks to anything about Dave Hackstall. Um, Dane is still talking about the AHL. Literally, it's what we were talking about, the the 20-year-old age mark that it's dumb and we would like to get rid of it. We, that's what we were talking about. Um, Chris is talking about Giroux and how it looks like he's made maybe two mistakes this season, such a good player. I love it. I love the bounce back of Claude Giroux. I think that he's done great this season and, and really after the last couple seasons that he's had and people have been so down on his future and, and that he was he was hitting um, the the age slide. I, I, it makes me really happy to see Claude Giroux doing well. Um, Chris noticed Sandheim, Nolan, TK out a little bit more in the third in the last few games, but likely due to third game and four nights of the season. Oh, four, th third game and four nights, the reason. <laughs> I swear I know how to read. Uh, yeah, that's my guess, probably just due to fatigue and their, their legs were a little bit fresher because Haxon doesn't like to play them. Um, I don't know what 
conversation is being had. Um, Jack, I want Comer from the Leafs to get his comeuppance on Tuesday for his cheap shot on Ghost. That the Department of Player Safety, of course, ignored. I'm smiling because I don't want to say out loud the things that are going through my head. Um, you see what's happening here? Uh-huh. Um... Oh, from Tim, would like to point out that the Flyers are 3-0 since my son was born Monday morning, so we're definitely not losing a game for the rest of the season. Well, congratulations, Tim. That's awesome. I'm very happy for you and your family. Um, so hopefully we've got a future Flyer on our hands here so that he can lead us to the next handful of cups. That's cool. Uh, from Greg, three in a row with AMAC in the lineup. The answer he was back while they were in the middle of their losing streak. So, <laughs> uh, from David, Nolan Patrick to world juniors. I think that that's a really intriguing possibility. It, it's definitely something that he's able to do. He's able to play in the world juniors. Does he want to, and will Hex Hextall allow him to, those are the two questions I don't think it's a bad idea if if he wants to, you know, gain some confidence back. It, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. And this is, you know, a lost season. So do they need him? No. Do I want him at, at in the NHL at NHL game speed? Yes, but it's not going to hurt him to go and participate in the World Juniors. Um from Chris, maybe they kept Nolan on the roster for ticket sales. It's it's possible. I mean, it's not working right now, but it's possible. Uh, is Hart is Hart going to World Juniors? I don't have that answer. I don't have that answer. Uh, from Chris, I think Nolan could become such a beast. He is literally the perfect, and he goes on to correct, the perfect size. But if we just want to call Nolan Patrick the perfect, like I'm totally on board with that because I believe that he is. Uh, so I've got a couple people telling me that Carter Hart is going to World Juniors, and I'm pumped for that. That's I, I love Carter Hart, and I cannot wait for Carter Hart to be on the Flyers. Uh, Brian, will Alex Lyon get a start during the homestand? I am not confident that that will happen. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Alex Lyon. Um, I don't think so. And I think Neuvert's going to be back pretty soon. I think his was only one week, but I'm not entirely certain. Um, I, I don't see it happening. I think Alex Lyon is, is an emergency only. Uh, from, from Ryder, contract aside, has Brandon Manning replaced McDonald as the most disliked defenseman? For me, yes, I think so. I, I actually do think so. Um, 
And it's not, I think that I'm just resigned on Andrew McDonald. Like, I know that the team likes him. I know that they think he's good. I know that he's going to play. Like, it's just something I've gotten used to. And it's no, there's no point in me screaming about it all the time. But I'm not, this yelling about Brandon Manning and his ice time is brand new to me and how, how bad he is when he's playing. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, Kyle is making my point for me. The hallmark of a good player development is to take the cusp player and make them great, not making something out of elite talent like Taves, Parise, and Oshi. That's a really good point. Like, And that's when, when people start saying... Um, Ivan Provorov. Oh, Gary came in and is, I think he's making my point for me. Uh, look at Provorov. His talent is beyond Haxtell's tutelage, way beyond. It's all in the kid himself. He'd make any coach look good. And that's pretty much what I was going to say. So Ivan Provorov is, in, is, is a superior talent that no coach is going to screw up. And you can't accredit that to Dave Haxtell because Ivan Provorov is – he is the perfect. He is the perfect defenseman. Ivan Provorov is amazing. So you, you can't really say that Dave Haxtell did that and developed Ivan Provorov correctly because Ivan Provorov was going to be great regardless. Um, yep, we're all going through. Uh, Rubsov. Rubsov is going to World Juniors. That's awesome. I didn't see him on the original Team Russia list, so that's awesome. Um. Ken is continuing to say professional hockey players cannot play junior hockey in the CHL is determined after nine games. The nine game slide is whether it burns a year on their entry level contract or not. And that happens at game 10. They can still go back to the CHL. That's all that nine games and 10 games determines. Um, in terms of team Canada selected their roster already, Nolan wasn't invited no professional players were going to be on that preliminary roster. So there's a, there's a handful of guys that can play in World Juniors that are in the NHL, and they have not been on any type of roster or, or camp list yet. Um, let's see. Mason was a good goalie. Yeah. Um. From Matthew, we don't need the playoffs. Let's build our team before we go out there. Sick of round one and out. I agree. Um, so Chris is saying we're at 500, three points out of a wild card spot. Who would have thought that on a 10-game winless streak? Not me. Um, from Sam. So, Elliot, am I right? You right. <laughs> Um, Phil is in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, that's, you know, the land of Jacob Chikrin, who is one of my favorite large adult sons. I really, really like Jacob Chikrin. And I thought that he was going to fall to the Flyers and he didn't. And that sucked. Um, but I do know that 
the Flyers are going to be in Arizona playing the Coyotes right before they're in Vegas, right before our big trip to Vegas in February. So that'll be fun. Um, can, can I really need you to give this up because you're wrong? Like, can you're really wrong about the, the nine games and being ineligible for the CHL? You're, you're wrong. Um, Brian wants to know how Frost is doing. I lost track. I don't have his stats in front of me, but he's doing really well. He seems to be having the type of season that Konechny had after his draft year, just a little bit quieter. Um, but he's, he's doing super well. Um, Phil is from the land of elite forward, Sean Couturier, and also elite forward, Austin Matthews. Um, Frost and Chris is jumping in with the answer here. Frost is around 24, 22 or 25 goals in 30 games. Like I know, and he's got a, a lot of assists. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have his stats in front of me. Um, and Kyle's making another point that I wanted to make way back at the beginning. Um, Flyers obviously benefited from the Canucks not having Bo Horvat. That said, solid road game. That's the way you want to play. Completely agree. Um, let's see. <laughs> Sam is coming with us to Vegas, which is awesome. If someone doesn't get arrested, the trip will be a bust. I really, really need for it not to be me. <laughs> I really, really need it to not be me. Okay. Um, and I think that that is going to be it for me tonight. Now that it is one thirty in the morning and I don't have much of a, a, a voice left. Um, uh, Brian wants to know real quick if they can honestly beat Toronto this weekend. I think they play Toronto on Tuesday. I know that they play Toronto on Tuesday because I'm going to that game. Um, that I think that's the next game. So we've got a weekend without hockey, which is going to be a little bit weird because we haven't had that. Did we have that last weekend? I'm asking this and I don't remember, but it's going to be four days without hockey. So it'll be a little bit weird. Um, and they play Toronto on Tuesday. We'll see. Um, Kelly and I will be doing the post game from the arena, from the Wells Fargo Center. So hopefully things go well and you get happy Kelly and stuff. Otherwise, we'll be um, we'll be pretty sad and surrounded by people booing. So um, have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and I'll catch up with you soon. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the scheme and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.